Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, we were joined by Bradley Sindon. Yeah. Silver medalist, now back home in Yorkshire. Good to speak to him, actually. Well, he will be yeah. soon, actually. I think we spoke for him from uh, Heathrow. But anyway, um, we also had a chat with Mike Ward with his week of sport on... Uh, speak of non-sport on TV. Yeah, it was good to hear from him. It was a little bit thin, though, wasn't it, really? It wasn't, it wasn't a lot, week, but you, yeah. did, you did tuck us into your WPC56 <laughs> vortex, as <laughs> people will true. discover. <laughs> uh, we had a bit of a chat, and also Martin <laughs> Kellner gave us a week of sport on TV. So, here it all is. <laughs> Paul, and uh, it's very interesting. Actually. A lot of my friends and a lot of people are asking me if I'm enjoying the Olympics, expecting me to say no for some reason. Why? I, I don't know, but I'm loving it. I'm yeah. loving it. I suppose because it's a different type of Olympics, but I'm just really enjoying it. I think obviously Britain are doing well, but it's just the whole thing of it. It's still, with, even without the crowd, it's still fantastic. Yeah. Well, so we many were saying last things. week before, uh, during the opening ceremony, once the sport got underway, you just thought, you know, you just get sucked into it. You forget you there do. weren't crowds. It's just, you know, I'm loving the highlights program in the evening. And, uh, and I have to say, I've heard a few comments. The Australian double gold. Um, medal-winning swimmer, Ariana Titmus. Mm. She's a brilliant swimmer, considering she's only got six toes. Yeah. <laughs> wow, the amount of assumed knowledge you've got to have there. You've got to know it's about... My, that's former, my own joke of the week. The former Middlesex and England spin bowler, Fred Titmus. You've got to know about Fred, really, and his, and his pomp. <laughs> early 70s, 60s. And he did have a, a bizarre gardening accident. Didn't no, it was, it was a, a motorboat. It was a boat. It was a motorboat. Accident. And he was vice-captain. And he did, lose, uh, he did lose some toes. <laughs> so <laughs> it's great... It, <laughs> that has to be footnotes on every gag that Andy does. You've got to know all that to get that. But, but just imagine if you do. If you do, you it's feel a, great. It's yeah. gold. Don't, don't worry about alienating 95% of the audience, well, Andy. I never have. Keep up. That's very true. Yeah. And uh, the sailing, I've always made the same point about sailing. I mean, mm. you just can't even tell who's winning. Can you watch the highlights? And they go, what a great day for Great Britain. Where? You can't see it. You just have well, as long as they're not sport. sinking, I'm looking. I'm making, <laughs> it's positive. The fin class is like little fishing boats. I bet Nigel likes that one. It's yeah, famous, isn't it? And golf, golf probably. If shouldn't. you were that far yeah, in golf. front in a in, in a fin <laughs> class, could you get your rods out? Yeah. That would be quite tempting, wouldn't it? <laughs> He's walking this. He's just got the old rods out. Like the lunch of meat on a pole. <laughs> it's good, really. Uh, I expect you're enjoying the uh, the 
a boxing Fraser Clark. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been yeah. I've been watching as much of that as I can. I haven't a dip around. You haven't mm. a sort of you know. Yeah, well, it's hard to find. Find a bit on Eurosport. Find a bit <laughs> on Beeb Red Button. Find uh, a bit no. live on the Beeb when they're big fights. But uh, yeah, uh, it's been, it's been great. And we're, the track and field is underway. There's live track and field on at the moment. So we'll keep an eye on things. Yeah. Dean Rashes, do you see the? Did you watch? Yeah, the I watched heats, a bit of that, yeah. the women's heats. Yeah, yeah, I watched them that. back. Dean Rashes, I, 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 I think, think she. I yeah, you, think, can, yeah. you can't. You know, it's the final. She didn't me. win her heat, but who cares? No, she it doesn't matter. She's in the final. So, uh, and I've been. The I, thing I, is, and you've got a name as long as Shelly Ann Fraser Price, and you're in a <laughs> hundred meters. By the time you've said her name twice, she's finished the race. <laughs> it's it's difficult. It's a very good point. Yeah. And the men's trap shooting, or any sort of trap shooting, and the women's as well. I, I don't know about you. I know my eyes are bad. I can't see the traps. All you can see is that puff of pink smoke. You think, what a great sport. But never mind. It's a girl, you're thinking, Andy. That's a good way. There's, there's your next gender reveal, dude. That's your next gender reveal. Is it a puff of blue smoke? Or, and uh, or I've been enjoying the 100, but I will... The one thing I feel about it, I don't mm. agree with Owen Morgan. Owen Morgan says it's much better than the t- the big that's bash. Cause, that's because we, the London spirit, are stinking the place oh, out. I, knew that. I was going to ask you. I said, I've written down good win for Trent Rockets. London spirit still haven't won, still haven't won a game. Is that your team? Yeah, <laughs> I knew yeah. it would be. Basically, it is my team. Well, I suppose by, <laughs> the because of the fact they play out lords, they are the Tottenham <laughs> of the hundred. Absolutely. But I, I don't know about you, but I find the hundred more complicated than T Twenty. I think mm. it's quite difficult. The tactics are really the, how you handle the bowlers, who how, who bowls how many, and yeah. you know, do you, uh, the idea that somehow this is a really simple game for people. And, I don't agree with that. And at quite all. a lot it's of the games have only been ten minutes shy of a T Twenty. I yeah. mean, a lot of them have gone over two hours. The idea that you know two two and a half hours, not three hours, was going to make all the difference. But mm. quite a lot of them have been last. I mean, not when London Spirit were playing last night. No, no. but they, a lot of them have been last in a long Matt time. Carter is coming out of this world. Have you seen? He's a mm. very tall. He's got. He's an off spinner and a fast bowler's body. I've really been impressed with him. Now so that's been good. Something I wanted. To, I think you'll be interested in, as a wearer. Of, of caps, Andy. I don't know yeah. if you've seen uh, this story involving uh, Rory McIlroy in the golf. Um, a, f- a few people have noticed mm. he's not wearing a calf. A, ca- a calf. He wouldn't be wearing. <laughs> not wearing a calf. He wouldn't be wearing a calf tan. <laughs> so hard to play golf in a full calf tan, isn't it? The Moroccan. He's playing in one. Yeah, it's tremendous. No, but uh, yeah, Rory's not wearing a cap in the games, and uh, people are thinking, "Oh, is it a sponsors thing?" Because you know. Yeah. The Irish Olympic team is sponsored by a, a rival uh, oh, company. Okay. But it's not. Apparently, he gave some insight into it in that he said, I've got a pee head and the hats are waiting. This is what he said in the 2016 Ryder Cup. He said, I have to have hats custom made because I've got a pee head. Oh, so you've got a very small head. Yeah. You? Really? Well, got a pee head. It sounds like Mr. <laughs> Parry, doesn't it, really? Okay. So he has. So I just wondered, there are, there are times, I mean, a custom I mean, it's normally lots of sizes. I bought yeah. you Isn't caps it, back from the states. Well, it's one size give you fits, fits hall, as they say. Well, it's not, is it? I mean, you well, know, you've asked me. You've told me yours. Mm. Was it seven and something? I, I have got a big head. It's obviously you've got a massive head for your incredibly to, small well, body. Talking of uh, hats, I read this today, which is uh, mm. I was going to say it's later, but it sort of works now from a segue. Uh, this is a news from Peru. Pedro Castillo, fifty-one, yeah. a left-wing former teacher known for wearing a white hat, was sworn in as the country's fifth president since 2003 or something you think 
Is that all you're famous for? Who's only famous for wearing a white hat? Yeah. <laughs> Did that guarantee that you... It's a, it's a nice white hat. It looks like a cowboy. It well, is. it's a typical Peruvian yeah. white hat. It's I a bit suppose. of a gaucho's hat, isn't yeah. it, really? So. And talking of that, Michael Jordan, uh, Michael Johnson is writing for The Times. Mm. His byline photo looks like he's wearing a large purple hat. It does, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a bit unfortunate, isn't it? What is that, a medal in the background? No, it's just a sort of... You know, it's a bit of graphics. It's a sort yeah. of purple... Circle looks like he's there for Ice Stedford, doesn't it? It's very strange. <laughs> it's very strange. Anyway, stuff you don't look great. I mean, uh, Rory's got a pinhead, apparently. Okay. So we got to hear The president this, of Peru is known for wearing a white hat. We got to hear this afternoon. Stuff you just... Maybe sporting stuff or otherwise that you just don't look good in uh, for whatever reason. Mm. I mean, the football shirt, the club football shirt, especially when Kappa came in mm. uh, at Tottenham. And they were like Savaloy skins. <laughs> and they, you know, you'd see some fearsome sights. People, oh, yeah, big old idea. boys poured into the triple XL uh, skin tight. But anyway... But that, you know, that expression, known for wearing a white hat, reminds me of the late, great Peter Stringfellow. <laughs> I knew this was coming. You know, he said, yeah. I'm known for he my said, love... I think he said, I'm famed. I'm famed. I, 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 we did. We made a TV show yeah. years ago. He said, and I said, what would you like a drink, Peter? Because you could have a drink. It was Channel yeah. Late Night, Channel yeah. 4. He said, I'm famed for drinking a, a white wine called Pinot Grigio and I thought yeah I've heard of it <laughs> and uh, we sent one of the researchers that couldn't find a bottle for over four quid could we really not really no but uh, I thought but, you're you know, not really you, famed for one of the listeners might phoning... be known for something like that you know I'm known for wearing check shirts or okay yeah maybe in yeah. your circle a bit like that Peruvian fella in his white hat okay we'll open it up maybe you're known and maybe you, you've got a nickname to it. you're known for something in your circle not widely you wouldn't make the papers but let us know what are you you or a mate known for the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom like Evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option I never really was a salad guy that's just not who I am but Noom worked for me Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, in uh, normal circumstances, all of our uh, fine athletes would uh, finish their events and stick around in mm. Tokyo, enjoy the party, go and see 
uh, other sports uh, around the city and generally have a good time till the closing ceremony. It's the best part of it, isn't it? it well, can, it's, it's such it, a shame. It is such a shame. Uh, so many of our athletes now, because of the protocols, are... Um, thankfully winning their medals and then uh, heading back home. And uh, that's true of our next guest who won uh, silver in the taekwondo uh, earlier this week. Bradley Sindon. Hi, Bradley. Hi, guys. It is a bit of a shame, isn't it, that you've you've not been able to sort of join the party. It would have been, having got your event out of the way and, and won a medal, it would have been nice to just to soak it all up, but it's just not meant to be this year. Yeah, definitely with um, taekwondo being the first time it's at the beginning of the Olympics where the other times it's always at the end, so you don't get to experience as much. But I'm just grateful for what the like year and a half of COVID we've had to actually the Olympics actually going ahead. That's what all of us are grateful for. Yeah, absolutely. So how was your Olympic experience? I mean, presumably you enjoyed it because you won. <laughs> you won a silver medal anyway. Yeah, I think it was good going out as a team, um, being part of GB, going to the... We had a prep camp in Keio University with boxing, fencing, badminton, table tennis. So being able to see the other guys train, it just made a massive atmosphere. Even though we don't get to compete, we got to train together when we normally don't get to do that. Mm. And yeah, competition the same. It was, we were used to not fighting without a crowd, but we got to go and watch each other, what was good. And then just still a bit disappointed in the end result, but I think I performed well all day and it just shows I'm at the top of the top and in a good running for Paris. Yeah, if you put it into perspective a bit, mm. I was just talking to the Taylor Mohammed on TV and, and he was trying to kind of get that into perspective for you. I suppose over a few days and you've had a chance to reflect on it, you can, you can see see it for what it is and how well you did. And, and the margins in, in your sport are just so fine, aren't they? It's like a heartbreaking jaws of defeat sport, isn't it? The fact that you can be winning right up to yeah. you know, five seconds to go. And you've probably had key wins that you've that when you've won bouts in the in the dying seconds. So it, it, it can happen, can't it? Yeah, that's what I said. You have to take the wins, you take the losses. There's my semi-finals at Worlds in 2019. I won with a last kick right at the very end. And I wouldn't have been world champion without that. So there's times where you have to take the wins and the losses. We don't, oh, we don't want to, we don't want to have to, but it's part of the sport. Mm. Some of the best learning you get are from the losses, where you sit down, learn from your mistakes, and can put that into the comps coming forward. And that's what we're here to do. And you want to go one better in the next Olympics. And does it help the fact that it's a sort of three-year cycle yeah, now, not four? Yeah, definitely. I think. Um, like it's been a long five years, so it's only it's only makes sense for it to be shorter for us this time. Mm. Um, get it three years, but yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting because of all the competitions what got postponed, and now I'm getting added in, and less time for our previous ranking points to depreciate. It'll be interesting who and people who might have retired might stay on now because it's only three years away. So we'll just have to wait and see. Taekwondo is a, it's always very popular during the Olympics and Lutello himself has gone down really well but it's, it's, are you surprised that there's not more interest in it between games you know it's sort of like on you know shown regular TV coverage that sort of thing yeah I think that's what one thing Taekwondo does need to get better at because when we've had it we had the we had the Wills in Manchester in 2019 and it was on BBC every day what got great coverage and the same the Olympics this time and I've received so many messages on social media from people who I don't know just saying they've never really watched the sport and they fell in love with it watching the great Britain athletes how much we push how hard we fight right to the very end 
and they want to join and they want to watch us more. But it's hard because unless we, like, especially we've done well having good coverage when it was the world in Manchester, but that happens once in a lifetime. We've managed to get the Europeans next year, so that'll be fully covered. So it's not too long to wait. But the rest of the comps, the Grand Prix, the G1s, it is live streamed online, but there's not much publicity about it. It's not pushed that much. So that's one thing we do need to get behind because we are a medal winning sport for GMGB. We've seen some athletes like the American pole vaulter have had to withdraw very late because of COVID, which is really, really sad. What were the precautions? What were the sort of things that they did there like? Yeah, so we had to get, I think it was three PCR tests before we went. So 48 hours, 72 hours, and I think one one week before. We had to do three lateral flows for the three days before we went. We got a PCR as soon as we got there. And every single day out there, we had to do a PCR. Wow. So they, had to, they made it very strict, but that's what we needed to be because for them to keep the games, it needed to be spot on. And then if anyone did get it or did get come into the country, they were locked down straight away to stop other athletes from catching it. Mm. Uh, I was reading a piece uh, online, Bradley, and, and your mum, who we saw celebrating your win the other day, mate, uh, saying that uh, Doncaster could claim to be uh, England's <laughs> taekwondo capital. I mean, there's, there's kind of fighters coming out of uh, of the area that could be That's a often the way though with the sport. Isn't yeah, it? you get. I suppose you get good coaches. Sarah Stevenson, who was a bit of a trailblazer in the sport. Uh, in 2008 she's from the area as well so I, I suppose that's, it's a fair enough claim isn't it yeah definitely I think um, so my club coach from King Taekwondo Martin Baker and then Sarah's club coach Gary Sykes All Stars they trained together so they used to they grouped together competed together and then Gary Sykes made his own club and Martin did and there's a lot of people who then from Gary Sykes who he coached made their own clubs and they're based in Doncaster so in Doncaster, there's maybe five, maybe more clubs in Olympic-style taekwondo. So there's a lot of places for people who enjoy the spot to go to. And then when you've got idols like Sarah, who basically brought GB taekwondo from where it is today, given the, getting the funding because of her medal in Beijing, gets more people like that. And then for me to be able to go and do that, and then Mason Yarrow, who's in the GB taekwondo team now, who's an up-and-comer and a... Uh, one to watch for Paris. It just gives that um, respect for Doncaster. Now you're going to have to carry the medal around for, uh, for a while because everybody mm-hmm. you see are going to say, "Show us your medal." Have you got your medal on you? So I suppose that's already been happening, but that's going to become a regular occurrence. I think. Yeah, definitely. If after, straight after this, I'm on my way home to um, on my way home to Doncaster. Mm. So I saw my mum came to the airport and my rest of my family. So that was good. From all different, all our families came to the airport to welcome us home but then I get to go on this weekend and I'll see quite a lot of people and it'll just be weird going to shops or if I need to go into town to get something and people stopping me <laughs> it might just be easier to wear it you just might wear it might like you're showing off it might like you're showing off it'd be much easier really than <laughs> keep getting out of that box the injury's going to go on that box otherwise isn't it really so, look well That's done good. well done Brady. congratulations uh, good to talk to you thanks for joining us thank you for having me there we Pleasure. are, Bradley Sindon there, uh, Taekwondo silver medalist over in uh, <clears throat> Tokyo. And, uh, yeah, fantastic story. Great for them. It's, uh, it's a shame about uh, Jade, but uh, yeah, it's been, that's been one of the highlights, hasn't it, the Taekwondo? Yeah, really yeah, exciting. yeah. Lots of medals and uh, prospects are good for the future. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. 
Well, we have got an Olympics on, um, but you may find some time to watch a bit of non-sporting oh, yeah. TV yeah, uh, around all the uh, sports. It's all over by about nine, isn't it? You yeah, that's watch true. Highlights. Here to tell us uh, more, as always, Brighton supporting Mike Wall. Good afternoon, Mike. Afternoon, guys. Been a while. Oh, it has yes, been a while. It's yeah, been a long time. Yeah, long right. time. Well, it's lovely to talk to you again. Just lost to Iceland last time we spoke, I think. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was it. How times have changed. <laughs> so on Amazon Prime, uh, the Grand Tour lockdown, uh, Clarkson, Hammond and May are back. Yeah, this is another one of their um, their one-off specials. They were Apparently, they were going to go to Russia. They were about to go to Russia to uh, to film their latest one when all of a sudden COVID happened and they had to do a, a sort of radical rethink, so they decided to uh, to travel across Scotland instead, which means that the title, Lockdown, which is spelled L-O-C-H-D-O-W-N, it was, it was always going to happen. Um, and it's really good, actually. It's, a sort of, it's kind of back to basics because they were forced to sort of um, strip away some of the extravagances that they've had you know, in some of the filming before. So it's good self-indulgent stuff. They travel across Scotland from Berwick-on-Tweed, which obviously is technically in England, um, to the Outer Hebrides in three ridiculously oversized American cars that the sort that, that Frank Cannon used to just drive on TV or something <laughs> from Dallas or whatever. You know, so you know, ludicrously inappropriate vehicles, especially in the streets of Edinburgh, narrow sort of cobbled side streets, yeah. etc. Uh, so it's funny, yeah. If 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 you like what they do, then you'll you'll enjoy it. I don't uh, think Frank Cannon drove. I think he was in a he was in a van. I think he was a big lad, Frank Cannon. Um, so that's on Amazon Prime from today. King Gary is back. Tom Davis, our old mate Simon Day. Yeah. Car sets. I saw Tom Davis in the papers talking about this. Yeah. Talking about the I really the, maybe the lack this. of working class comedy with a yeah. working class bent to it. There's not a lot really, is there? These no, there's not. And this is like I mean, it's good because it's there's a, there's a lovely sort of traditional feel to it, comedy wise. Mm. But that doesn't I don't mean that in a negative sense. He's a very sort of likable character who sort of you know he, he enjoys the fact that he's you know he's taken over his dad's building firm. Um, Simon Day plays his dad, and and and. Uh, you know, and he likes to be the heart and soul of his community, sort of generously spirited Big Gary. So the, the, this, the, the storyline in this first one, for example, he's got a skip outside his house. Yeah. You know, this, is, this is good traditional sitcom territory. He's got mm. a skip outside his house and as a gesture to the community, invites everyone to use it. Feel free to bring <laughs> oh, your stuff dear. and soon regrets the consequences Why do you have to invite that? people to do that? I think <laughs> if you put a skip know. outside your house, I think it's, it's, I mean, we all know it's a free-for-all, isn't it? It is. It, really? Yeah, don't ever do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, you get comedy mileage out of that is great and you've got Roman Rang and Nathan as his next-door neighbour which he sort of have, mm. has bickering around. So falling out with your neighbour is another good comedy staple but yeah. it's done brilliantly and he's a, as I say, really likable character. Mm, his wife's good too. She yeah, yeah, yeah. So 9.30 tonight, BBC One. Yeah. Uh, talking of fish-out-of-water-style comedies, uh, Ted Lasso, yes. uh, episode two. The, we spoke to Brett Goldstein yesterday, one of the writers and uh, stars mm. of it, and um, they are sort of drip-feeding them uh, yeah, week they by are. week. Uh, you know, this is a different for, a different approach from sort of, mm. you know, the others, Netflix and Amazon Prime tend to sort of stick everything together at once if you've got a series. Apple tend to sort of, and Disney to a certain extent, sort of give you two or three or maybe one at a time, which I quite like because it's a bit like just watching it in the old-fashioned style. You have to look forward to the following week. So this is episode two, and it's uh, as Jason Sudeikis obviously playing uh, Ted himself, the totally, uh, as you say, fish-out-of-water manager, American manager of this uh, British, well, I say, English former Premier League side yeah. that got relegated to the Championship at the end of last the season. The thing is, as they're kind of mm. supposed to be Palace, you must love the fact they got relegated. <laughs> More bring it on. <laughs> as a Brighton fan, yeah, yeah. Well, it's on Apple TV. Yeah, and, uh, I've missed out on this because it is on Apple TV and out of principle, I'm not sort of going to get something to watch one thing. I have to say, my one, my one quibble about it mm. uh, is that... 
you know, a lot of the characters play. They 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 use the word uh, tie instead of draw all the way through. Yeah, and it's fine for him as an American character, but you've got British English characters yeah. who would never say that, and they try no, and get true. gags out of them using a word they'd never use. It's a tiny detail, but somehow it niggles. I do, yeah. You know, I hadn't thought about. Yeah, yeah, they did mm. do that a bit last week. Yeah, uh, from in an English accent, it didn't fit quite as well. No. But I'll forgive it. I like that. It's a comedy with a exactly. lot of heart and this great performances. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, something I've hoovered up already. All five parts. And Guy Garvey from The Vault, a uh, guy pops in to see us when Elbow are out and about. It's a brilliant show, this. They've just raided all of the uh, ITV music archive. And if you're someone of a certain age yeah. and remember Me. all these, re- yeah, these <laughs> regional TV shows, I mean, they showed a lot of The Tube, which is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. But yeah. things like So It Goes, uh, Tony Wilson. Called Bliss or something or other. Yeah. Like, different yeah, different sorts of shows all over the country. Roy North, Get It Together. The yeah. thing is, you'd get, you'd get a show that you'd have all these sort of five year, six year old kids all sitting there in their school uniform yes. and like Ultravox come on yeah and, and it was <laughs> it was a really odd setup but the, these shows are brilliant and the performances I had not seen for years no. I remembered a one or two Joy Division on on Tony Wilson's show I remember when it went out and it was it, it's amazing stuff great to it see is. it all again it's great it's fascinating if you're fascinated with the old TV mm. and the music it's sort of two things come together really don't they? and you say these programs that a lot of the time you forgot they ever existed or you just think no they're making that up that that never happened but you know watching you two appearing yeah. doing a, a sort of request for an 11 year old sort of birthday request for somebody or other on a t- kids TV show it just seems so incongruous that it's fascinating yeah no it's good it's well worth watching yeah. uh, go and check that's a couple of series of that I was telling Hugh Cormel when he came in to, to watch it because there was a kind of classic old Stranglers performance mm. that he completely forgotten so uh, I think the artist must enjoy looking back on some of these TV um, has changed a bit hasn't it it, it certainly has uh, first night of the proms I love your description like the last night of the proms <laughs> only with music you've never heard of do you know what I just have to find things to put on the list and uh, fr- <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's a quiet weekend after, after this so I'm thinking yeah. oh, I better put something else on the Friday list oh I'll tell you, first night of the proms that'll do I've got no idea what that's I mean I'm sure it's lovely but, you know uh, it, is, okay. it is repeats time of the year isn't it because they it know is. people a lot yeah. of people and are got away watching and a lot of sport uh, they're true. showing quiz again that tomorrow night this again I take it'll be available on the ITV yeah. Player. This is episode two with uh, Michael Sheen and uh, Matthew McFadden and Sean Clifford uh, in the famous millionaire Arsenal situation, as Glenn would call it. <laughs> Absolutely. From yeah. 2000, well, you forget how long ago it was. You know, yeah. forget, and it was so close to the Twin Towers thing, wasn't it? Which you forget in, in terms of the history in your head. Yeah. You forget these things were so, so you know, so so close in time. So yeah, they've, they've, they're showing uh, the three episodes again. This one's straight after the, after the regular Jeremy Clarkson hosted Millionaire, but it's worth it for Michael Sheen as. Um, as Chris Tarrant <laughs> alone. He's yeah, just yeah. sort of uncanny. He's yeah. so good. Oh, he's know, brilliant. Up there with his Brian Clough. I see on Sunday you've uh, noted Baptiste. I'm, I've watched the you first like two. Oh, I love you it. You love it? Yeah. You know, I've, never got, what's I've happening. never got into it. Oh, it's good. It's good. What's yeah. happening? Yeah. Well, that's a good point. Don't, get, <laughs> don't ask Andy. He's only watched it. This well, is episode three. The acting is good. It's though. the second series of this, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. is. I mean, this is the spin off on The Missing with um, uh, Checky Cario as, as missing hun- missing person's hunter. Uh, in my list, I put Julie Baptiste, yeah, but it is actually. Yeah. Julian. <laughs> no, it's Julian. Um, yeah. But basically, yeah, it's. Uh, at the end of the first episode, uh, Mrs. Ward turned to me and said, <laughs> I've got absolutely no idea what's going on. I said, You're not meant to have any idea what's going on. You have to kind of let it wash over you 
I think. Yeah. Uh, up to a point. I mean, there's only so many hours of washing over me before I want some answers, in, <laughs> one, in all honesty. One of your notes from Ted Lasso yeah. has strayed into Ted your Lasso? review. Ted Lasso? Is it really? Oh, Ted Lasso. It's not Ted, Ted Lasso. Lasso. I've told you, I've never seen it. Don't, Ted don't hold it against Ted me. Ted Lasso joins us now. <laughs> don't hold it against I used to call it that, yeah, yeah. if I'm uh, One of your notes has, has seeped into Baptiste. It says, at the bottom of Baptiste, it says, meanwhile, retired midfielder Roy Kent starts work as a pundit <laughs> on Sky Sports. I'd like to see that in Baptiste. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, will you always give us one for next week, Mike? Bit um, of a slap. Yeah. Can I improve my memory? It's the final. I'm can definitely I going to forget to record that. Yeah, yeah, cool. Absolutely. No, absolutely. You just wanted me to say. Do you want me yeah. to say any more, or did you just want to go Is back? It, I, I tell you what's really. upset my wife and I. What's yes. that? We were watching this program because I've become quite a devotee of daytime television. Now. Yeah, quite. Yeah, right. cool. sure. WPC fifty six. It was quite. It's quite a good. It was quite a good thing. <laughs> what we were watching on earth it. Is that? And and they they ran four, mm-hmm. and then it was the Olympics opening ceremony, and the fifth one. They watched the whole week. It's nowhere. It's not on iPlayer. <laughs> it's think nowhere. You are possibly the only person no, in the I'm country that's bothering. It. She keeps saying to me, what's happened to it? Phone them up. I said, I can't phone you them can't up. Phone up. Don't phone the police because it's not real. End. <laughs> I do. See what happens. What, what is WPC 56? It's, it's, a, it's a period thing. That's From what by, sort of era? It's it by like, the people who like make doctors because half the, the people in is doctors it are in it. without the out-of-time music? <laughs> yeah, I'd say so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not bad for a daytime thing. It's, but it's not good enough for them to show it to the end. Who's, who's not? They obviously thought, oh, no one's watching it, we just won't show the fifth Yeah, one. Let's, let's see. That's the ultimate way to test whether people are watching stuff. Never mind well, ratings and all that. Just, it, just stop showing it and see if anybody notices it. What sort of era is it, Andy? Would you well, say? When there were still WPCs, yeah. I guess, so that's got to be going back. Yeah, yeah it's in the 50s. It's one so of typical periods. I want to watch it now. Placing in the 50s is very different. Well, you can't, can you? You might come in on episode five and tell Andy what happened. I'll find it. I'm going to find it. Good man, Mike. The Hawks and Jacob's daily podcast. Bit of breaking news. Andy has discovered that his favourite uh, TV show about 50s coppers <laughs> is available on Amazon Prime, haven't you? Well, sort of, although right. it's then saying it's not available in your territory. So I don't know what territory. There's probably someone in Azerbaijan who's absolutely <laughs> lapping it up. You'll have to phone somebody you know overseas <laughs> to, to act out episode five, <laughs> the missing not? episode five, so that the missus well, can find out. Yes, I've got... A, a call, a call, a text from somebody. So that was very good. kind of him. Thank you. Um, now I was reading that COVID could hmm. be spread by uh, I don't know what this is, nicely trumping. Did you know about this? So uh, this is what they've discovered. So it's not good for those of us sitting behind that bloke at Stamford Bridge. No, that's very. <laughs> Gets true. a bit nervous, doesn't it? That's very true. But you, yeah, hopefully, he'll be wearing the equivalent of a mask in a pair of underpants. <laughs> yeah. Uh, somebody put up a, on the Chelsea website a chat site a, a scene from. It was a piece that the big match did in 1979. Mm-hmm. So Brian Moore, uh, sort of like a little mini documentary, five or six minutes yeah. of behind the scenes before the match. Wow! I think at the time uh, Eddie McCready was still the manager, mm-hmm. and Chelsea were going for promotion. And it's fascinating to see how changing rooms have changed. You know, yeah. you know now they're all singing and dancing, beautiful leather seats, lockers, and. They're sitting on wooden benches with their street clothes on a hanger behind yeah. behind them. It's amazing. It was proper old Sunday morning. Very, oh, there, absolutely, so yeah. different. But it was fascinating, really. Yeah. Um, now, did you see that David Beckham, who I would have said is basically the ultimate fashion sheep, really? He's he's had his hair done like Phil Foden, Has he? a man half his age. <laughs> She said, "Really, look at it. There he is." Look. He just can't oh, help okay. himself, can he's he? He's had it like, to be fair to him, he's had it like that before. He was probably, he was comes, there first. Goes around, comes around, but yeah. yeah, but fair enough. But now you think to yourself, give it a rest. It, but journalism now, what, yeah. these days, that's mm-hmm. a typical story that was in the Daily Star. 
basically, uh, Posh put on her Instagram that photo, a couple of things, and that suddenly becomes a big, you know, sort of third of a page. Wow. It's funny, isn't it? But that's how, that's how it works. We you had know? yours done like that, Andy? I think it well, blonded up. I haven't got enough, really. Well, I think you can, you've got <laughs> enough to do that sort of job with it. I think it'd look good. I'm always fascinated by the letters of Les Holt. Yeah, OK, <laughs> well, you, you, you're the only one, but yes. Well, they're amazing, because they never add anything to anything, which is really incredible. <laughs> sure, Les is feeling special well, I know, today. but they just... Give hard. us an example of that. Well, yes, if I can find it. Oh, here it oh, is. Okay. Here it is. It's no fluke that Holly Doyle stormed home to win the Goodwood Cup on the first day of glorious Goodwood. Mm. Uh, Holly is unstoppable, proving herself week after week. What does that add to anything, Les? What's the point it's of saying that? just a nice that? sentiment. Sometimes oh, people yeah, write a letter. What's the point? A nice sentiment. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, I suppose so. these things really. make you so angry? <laughs> just down there punching the letters page <laughs> of a newspaper. Oh, the letters like drives me mad, the letters page. But again, I mean, you see the headline this morning, it was about uh, this sort of gaffe that Claire Balding did, which, where she it wasn't asked, really a gaffe, was it? It really. was a sort of meek double entendre meek that double no one entendre. really picked up on. But they had to explain it within the article. It said... I can't even say it. it's third leg. Third leg is slang for we know what it's slang for. You don't need to explain people that if you don't get it. What's the point? Don't <laughs> this is cool. This section, like Andy this. Jacobs. What's the point? <laughs> well, it's true. Anyway, yes. Um, now you're sated, Andy. Now you've got that oh, off your chest. I, I think it's therapy yes, for you. Thanks. If only that episode five had been there, you would have been quite <laughs> as angry. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Martin's a man who likes to flutter. I don't know if he's ripping up his betting slip <laughs> as, we, as we speak. Uh, hi, Martin. Yeah, I would be under normal circumstances, but uh, no, no, I was just waiting to speak to you two. Oh, okay. um, let me say, first of all, I'm seeing exactly as much Olympics as I want to see. Right. The headlines all week in the papers, you know, about um, complaints about the BBC's hmm. coverage of the Olympics. There's not enough of it. Just enough of it for me, to be honest. There's loads of it, you know. Hmm. Um, I mean, for instance, Pointless has had to be shifted onto BBC Two. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, it's inconveniencing a lot of us. But, you know, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, uh, given the licence fee and the way that works and the way TV is going to work in the future and streaming services and what they're doing, it was inevitable that at one time this day would come, you know, when um, a, a channel like uh, Discovery would uh, would take over um, great chunks of the Olympics because there's so much of it. You know, there's enough for everybody, to be honest. Uh, and the IOC is saying, you know, we missed the dressage. We missed, mm. um, we missed Great Britain getting a medal in the dressage. I mean, you can't... You can't bet on it for a start, not on the dressage. <laughs> so uh, what's the point? Uh, and there's a lot of swimming, swimming in the first week. I mean, clearly it gets it gets interesting after this week. But you know, the the first week seems to be taken over a lot by swimming. I've never been entirely sure that swimming is a sport. It sort of seems to me to be more of a, a very effective way of not drowning. But, um, you know, so I, we, I don't think we're missing all that much. And I think the headlines in the papers, some of the papers, obviously, they've got their own agenda about the BBC. Um, I don't think they're doing a bad 
job with what they've got. But maybe that's because, you know, if I were a, a huge swimming fan or a huge dressage fan, mm. you know, maybe uh, maybe I would be more disappointed. But um, yeah, you still got if, to see the key moments, though, didn't you? I mean, yeah, you got to see all the key moments. You yeah, mm. absolutely did. And uh, obviously I did because uh, I was on in the middle of the night and, uh, you know, yeah. had a screen on, so I saw a lot of that. So I think a lot of the row about um, the BBC and their coverage of the Olympics is really just a peek into the future and what will happen with uh, sports rights, etc. And we've seen new sort of, I mean, sport is a very valuable commodity for television. There's no doubt about that. We've seen the 100, uh, been watching that, sort of establishing itself a mm. wee bit. And now this week we had the Racing League, which didn't mean a great deal to me, in the, but one assumes they're hoping that also, I know Talk Sport. Um, we've got a team. Sponsoring. We have got a team, yeah. Alan yeah, Brazil sport, and Rupert Bell are team. the team managers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah, so one of you know, TalkSport yeah. got a team in that and various other um, teams. I think um, I did read who was on top. I suspect that will, you know, in time um, be be a valuable sporting event for Sky. Yeah. Then, you know, alongside uh, the 100 uh, and all that. But, of course, this week, it, I suppose if you are a horse racing fan, it was competing very much mm. with uh, Glorious Goodwood. Indeed. Yeah. Um, Which, you've, 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 I'm not convinced dressage is a sport. You know? Well done, Charlotte. Charlotte it's great yes, and everything, but well, it's just dancing, isn't it? It's just, horse you know, dancing? Horse dancing. Horse dancing, yeah. yeah I just great. don't get it. <laughs> it's, you know, People it's all it, brilliant. And, I, I, Name, I wouldn't for one minute, you know, denigrate anybody who dedi and the dedication, especially mm. oh, yeah, absolutely. You've got you know, fantastic, well done. But I think we see enough of it on the BBC. So be uh, you've also you said you were gonna tell us about this Where Eagles Dare documentary about Crystal Palace you very much enjoyed, but yes, we never got around yes. to it last week. No, we didn't. Uh, Where Eagles Dare, by the way, is a film with Clint Eastwood yeah. uh, and Richard Burton. This yeah. is mm. when, Eagle, when Eagles... Oh, sorry, oh, when, oh, sorry. I do apologise. Yeah. I they thought did. it was just a play on, <laughs> play on words. But anyway, yes. Yes. Well, basically, what, uh, as far as I can see, they found a documentary from 2012-2013, which I assume, you know, covering that season, mm. it was one of those fly on the wall, let's uh, follow Crystal Palace. There's always a load of things going on there. Let's follow that for the whole season. Somehow it was never shown that as because I assume it was the days before streaming or the days before streaming became a, mm. a big thing and they weren't able to flog it to um, you know to network TV channels so basically what they've done is there's cobbled together from this old uh, documentary from 2012 to 2013 which is a sort of fly on the wall type thing with um, present day material so um, and also you know material that's there in the uh, public domain so basically what it is is it's the past of time uh, through Steve Parrish's uh, haircuts. So at the start <laughs> of it, what you, it starts with them being saved from extinction in 2010, you mm. know, with the local um, businessmen and everything. And uh, from there, it takes you through lots of fascinating material from this 2012-2013 documentary that was never shown. Um, and as I say, it's the passage of time. It starts off with Steve Parrish uh, having hair like Jack Grealish. And then you get the modern day stuff where Steve Parrish has got hair like Jack Grealish's dad. So you, <laughs> They've liked sort of, a Hershew well, chairman over the years, what their own Simon Jordan. Yeah, that's very they? true. Yes. Yeah. Indeed, he doesn't get a very good press from this uh, programme. Cool. Um, a lot of it is, um, well, you know, it's, it's all the row about um, owning the team, but not owning the ground, which of course, 
this was a key issue in the uh, in the future of uh, Crystal Palace. But of course, they brought in Ian Holloway. Um, Dougie Friedman was the much loved manager of uh, who in a way played a big part in that um, rescue mm. of um, you know took over from George Burley sort of rescue of the club from Dougie Friedman Ian Holloway came in now Ian Holloway has his own sort of idiosyncratic way mm. of coaching mm. and uh, Steve Parrish likes to um, have a say on all that and um, uh, you get a great interview with uh, Ian Holloway it's a four-parter by the way this and I thought okay. if you're a Pal- if you're a Palace fan you'll watch it all you, you, you'll love every every minute of it if you're not a Palace fan it, yeah if you're not a Palace fan it's still you know quite interesting mm. um, and um, Ian Holloway complains that um, Steve Parrish is always telling him the way Dougie did oh well, Dougie used to do this and Dougie used to do that <laughs> yeah. and that is annoying isn't it yeah. when somebody does doesn't that. go down well yeah, with yeah, managers yeah. at all Martin, and there's a Sorry. I'm going to say we're out of time, Martin. Oh, I'm afraid we, because of the, the the race being delayed, because of all those horses in blinkers, we, oh, no, we have run out of time. That's a shame. But it's you are shame. back. Maybe you are back tonight. I'm back tonight, and I'll, there was a gag that I had about Glorious Goodwood, which you'll. Yeah, do you want to squeeze it in? Uh, Can you set it I'll up and knock it, it down? In. Come on, then give well, us that. They do- yeah, well, they did all this stuff with Charlotte Hawkins and Mark Hayes, you know, about the fashion. So they were forever interviewing uh, women all dressed up in their best, you know, all trussed up there. Um, it was like a festival of spanks. Uh, that was all I was going to say. Uh, I will be back with more rubbish at uh, one o'clock in the morning. Uh, it was worth it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Um, going back to what's your thing called WPC56, you love. Yes, that's right. Uh, yeah. the, the missing fifth episode that seems to have been cancelled because of the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, Paul from Shropshire has been in touch. Said it's on the iPlayer, but it's only four episodes in series. Yes, two. and we know that. But like, there isn't a. He doesn't. There is a fifth one. There, but there he's is. wrong. There is a fifth one because I've watched yeah. it, and the, the, there is a fifth one anyway because you can see that on Amazon Prime. And also, it would make no sense. We were watching it. And, and maybe it just with, ended. Maybe it's a bit of an avant-garde ending. <laughs> Could have um, a And um, somebody else says uh, this is JP the Gooner. I've watched the series. I think it also ran on Alibi, and I want to see that cop get his comeuppance. <laughs> that means nothing to anybody. Apart I do, from I know JP Andy and his missus. <laughs> I know what you mean. So there we are. If you can help, if you work on WPC 56 and you can send Andy to a link to the fifth episode, because he can't wait to the end of the limb. They're, they're, they're driving a mad, they are. Come on, the BBC. Get your priorities right. <laughs> Perhaps Discovery have got it. They paid a lot of money. They probably, it. yeah, it'll be on Discovery <laughs> on the red button. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. And this comes from uh, Antoinette. Yeah, she says WPC fifty six. This has been the <laughs> theme of the brilliant, evening. Isn't it? <laughs> Season two, episode five is back on on the BBC Monday the 9th of August at a quarter to two. Then season three starts on the Tuesday. <laughs> well done, Antoinette. You've you've made his weekend. Brilliant, absolutely made his weekend. So you'll finally get to see that cop get his comeuppance. Yeah, whatever that means. Um, <laughs> on uh, Monday the 9th and then season three straight in on the Tuesday. Well, very grateful for that. That's, that's good. That was a good stat I told you this morning I was reading in the Times that Great Britain has the most fourth places of any country ever in the Olympics. It's not a great stat. It's a quite, well, it's, a, it's, quite it's, a sad one. Well, really. it's annoying but on the other hand yeah. it's the close but no cigar stat really yeah. but you know still it's better than being last. Well, it, it is but I mean who is it? Somebody said that who was saying that the other day I think it was one of the rowers so in some ways it's mm. better to finish sort of eighth rather than fourth because you've come so close so I mean, close to getting a medal. If you get in a final it's a great thing I, I don't hold with yeah. Piers Morgan and all this silver and bronze don't mean anything it's rubbish Yeah, absolute nonsense you know it's, it's a great achievement Absolutely. of course it's best to win gold but you know 
Still good. Yeah. So what does the weekend hold for you, Andy? Watching the rugby? Oh, yeah. Watching the rugby, Grand Prix, bit yeah. of the 100. Yeah. It's right. you got you got pre-season friendlies? Got, uh, got Arsenal, I think, and then Spurs. Oh, yeah, we've got this Mind the, Cup, haven't yeah, we, the, where we all the, play each other. Yeah, I think it's yeah. a bit of a strange thing. To, you don't yeah. really... But, of course, it won't mean anything. Because, I mean, Chelsea's, a lot of Chelsea's good players have only just got back today and quite a few of them aren't even coming back till Monday yeah. so I don't think you can read, be a bit you weird. Can't read uh, too much into it. It looks like a, quite a grainy picture of Ben White holding up an Arsenal shirt um, with yeah. the hierarchy well, good signing. Has, has been leaked so I would yeah. expect Arsenal fans you should get the news on that officially a little bit later on this evening. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. There we are that was this afternoon's show uh, we'll do it all again on Monday uh, you can listen to the Clips of the Week podcast that's available now wherever you got this podcast Two, um, if you can join us from one, great. If not, say podcasts available around five o'clock on Monday. Thanks for listening. Have a good weekend. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 